listening to the Above180.com podcast with Tim Berg and Joe Serrar, and this is Mo Pinnell, president of Mo Rich Enterprise. Hi, this is Krista from BowlerX Pro Shop. Don't forget to stop by BowlerX.com, check out some of our great deals, and always free shipping on every item every day. Jet Bowling is a proud sponsor for Above180.com. Want your score to soar with a new Jet Altitude or any other great ball in the current lineup? Go to JetBowling.com, enter coupon above 180, and listeners can get a great discount. Jet Bowling, taking your game to a maximum altitude. Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowlers Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joe Serrar, great to be with you today. Another week, another Above180.com podcast. Hey, good to be here, Tim, and uh, I hope things are going well on your end out there in Virginia. Yeah, not too bad. Thought, Joey, as people get ready for tournaments, uh, you know, you got city, you got state, you got USBC Open starting in February. We'd talk a little bit and spend a few minutes just talking about what people need to do to get ready. So when they go to these tournaments, they're prepared and they can really uh, perform at their best level. So, Joey, what, what things do you think people need to remember? And this is kind of a refresher. So if you're, you know, a more skilled and advanced player, you're going to say, well, no kidding, you need to do these things. But sometimes we kind of get lost in the shuffle, I think, at least, of worrying about new equipment, uh, making sure we have all of our ducks in a row as far as travel goes. And we forget about a couple of the simple things. Right. You know, you know, since all of us use reactive resin balls and, and we know reactive resin balls absorb everything in their path, and by that I mean they have an open pore structure, which means oil, dirt, contaminants get absorbed into that shell. And if we don't clean that oil out or, let's say, remove the, the oil with either the heating process or, or with cleaning solutions, uh, that bowl will lose a lot of its effectiveness when it comes to overall total hook as well as back-end hook, which is where most of us really like to see it in the last 20 feet. And that all affects pin carry, Tim. Yeah, I know one of the things you were talking we talked about last week a little bit. There's a new product out there that uh, the new wipes out. Uh, what, have you been able to use those during your league play? What, are you, what have your initial thoughts and reaction been to some of those? Well, you know, we've been testing those during the ball testing phases, and uh, it's called Adrenaline. It's from Ebonite Products. Uh, it's designed to open up the pores and allow a reactive resin cover stock to do its thing, which means absorb oil more efficiently. Uh, it doesn't appear to make the ball absorb more oil, just absorb it quicker. And the results in our test, Tim, is, is on a dull surface ball. We are typically seeing about two or three boards more hook right after wiping the ball surface and on a polished ball about one or two boards more total hook and the beauty of these wipes is they are usable during competition in other words we don't have to do it just prior to competition or after well that is good to know and and uh it's it's unique that they could come out with a product that the usbc would allow you and and you'd be able to do that during the competition because a lot of that stuff you have to do before or after your your bowling so that is great to know. What, what's another thing people need to remember? Well, you know, other than good maintenance on your cover, too many bowlers kind of neglect their finger inserts. Uh, you know, and finger inserts wear. 
they absorb oil from your skin and from the lane, so typically they're going to get harder and a little bit less tacky. So a brand new set of grips, which is a kind of a minimal investment for most, uh, really can help you feel those fingers at point of release. And the better you feel your fingers, typically the more revolutions you can create on the ball, typically enhances your pin carry. And, you know, then if we move down to that thumb hole, Tim, you know, so many bowlers use tape uh, due to the fact the environment they live in uh, causes fluctuations in thumb size. Uh, but they don't change that tape that often, and, and it gets oily and dirty and a little bit less effective just due to the contaminants on the tape surface. In other words, even though you're tightening the hole, if it's slippery, you're still going to squeeze. And you and I both know any squeezing at point of release can be de detrimental to the hook on the ball. Well, exactly. And, and so I'm guessing it's, it's good with the, uh, the finger inserts and grip inserts, too. Kind of like when you change your windshield wipers on a car. Get, if you're going to do do one bowling ball, it's probably wise to do them all, so that when you're switching equipment, you don't have a new pair and an old pair, and you kind of like you said, you every every ball feels a little grip different in the finger. So I, I'm sure as a pro shop guy, you would probably suggest just when you get them all when you get one done, get them all done, so that they all feel the same. Right, and you know we all like to score, you know, the entire season, but if there's any one or two month period, bowlers typically like to score their best it's during tournament time and as you know as city tournaments are beginning state tournaments have begun uh, the national tournament begins in February so you know if there's any time to have your equipment you know both feeling the best rolling the best you know now is the time uh, I'll tell you another item that we just got in our shop Tim it's by PAI company Jayhawk uh, it's called a uh, a laser scanner, surface scanner, and it allows us to read the exact grit on a particular bowling ball as well as the exact RA level. And RA level is basically the, the depth of a groove, of a sanding groove. Uh, and it tells us the RS value, which is the width between the grooves. And, you know, even though it sounds pretty technical, if you come in after shooting, a, say, an 800 set, and you want to say, boy, what surface is on that ball, rather than just looking at it and guessing, I can give you a, a printout and a readout, a uh, laser optical readout, that is, exactly where that surface is. You know, say it's 4,400 grit with an RA of 3. That's quite a bit different than, say, 5,400 grit with an RA of 1. Uh, and then it can be duplicated again and again. Uh as well as you can vary your surfaces more accurately now since they can be read much better than with the naked eye, let's say. Well, exactly, and that's what I was going to suggest too and say is that way you're able to make sure all of your equipment when you go out is a different surface and you actually have the, the bowling balls what you want them to be or what, what someone recommends you put them at or what the manufacturer even with their bowling ball recommends, saying, hey, try it at try it at 1,000, try it at 2,000, so it helps bowlers. That's a really neat uh, neat product there. Um, right. And, and, you know, Tim, there's no, nothing worse than going to a tournament and, you know, say the lanes are exceptionally oily or dry and you have too close of a reaction between your products. You, you need some separation between the balls. Exactly, Joey. And speaking of bowling balls, uh, have in front of me the 2012 Bowlers Journal, the ball guide, the 28th annual ball guide. Now, this is uh, this is probably the 
the if you're ever going to subscribe to the Bowler's Journal, I, I suggest, suggest folks you go out and get this one. Go bowlersjournal.com. You can order it online if you want. Um, but take a look at the January issue because, Joey, it goes through every bowling ball that you and your staff have tested. And uh, just a really neat magazine which has a lot of a lot of information and a lot of bowling balls that, that were great balls that came out at the end of last year that you maybe want to still look into purchasing. Right, and, and I'm sure that is their number one selling issue as well because, uh, the, like you say, there's so much info in it uh, about every ball, and you can compare them side by side. Uh, you know, But I'll tell you, Tim, the February issue coming out in just a couple weeks, uh, that's filled with the ball of the year winning winner as well as you know the, the runners-up, and it kind of gives you an idea of what balls the top pro shops across the world uh, feel are the best products available for the consumer. Well, exactly. And Joey, let's go into because I know uh, you did a lot of testing for uh, during January. I know every time I tried reaching you, you, you wrote me a, a text back saying, sorry, out testing right now. Um, but talk, let's talk about some of the bowling balls that you tested. I know one that uh, that we both, we've heard a lot about, we've, we've been talking to the folks at Brunswick, was the, uh, the Deviate Hellraiser Revenge. What did you guys find when you went and tested that piece? Well, you know, without giving all the information that, that's in the review out early, uh, I'm sure those at Bowler's Journal wouldn't appreciate that, but we, we give a little sneak peek. Um, Hellraiser line is the Deviate's strongest hooking products. You know, they have the original Hellraiser, now the Revenge. The Revenge is designed for heavier oil. Both of these products clear the front and mid lane pretty easily. And again, with our optical laser, we found the cover stock texture is reasonably smooth. So that allows the, the length element. Uh, the other beauty to these covers, when they hit friction, they respond aggressively. Whereas some of the other balls in not just Brunswick's line, but other companies' line that, that are decent in oil don't tend to have that angular back end. They tend to be a little smoother or slower response. So what bowlers are going to get with the Hellraiser Revenge is a boatload of hook. It, the ball did garner a 60 hook rating and a 16 breakpoint shape, which means it has some angular potential, uh, somewhat contingent on layout, of course. But again, a, a ball that will cover lots of boards and give bowlers that aggressive back end hook that they like to see. And then it sounds like a ball, too, though, that you don't want to, if you're going to miss, miss your target, you don't want to miss right because it's just going to hit that friction and, and go through the face for you. So probably something that uh, you're going to want to use probably more on your, your heavier patterns, I'm going to guess, your heavier sport patterns or your heavier house patterns. Well, I would think it's going to be better for most bowlers on the heavier volumes, but uh, I had a Brunswick staffer, his name is Matt Duty. Uh, test this ball for me a few weeks back in his middle of the road league, which is kind of a middle volume pattern. Playing fifth arrow, shot 300 game with it, and and he felt he had very little miss room left, but he did have miss room right. But again, he was playing this extreme inside angle, uh, uh, 25th board at the arrows, out to about nine or ten at the break point. So he he was covering some real estate. But again, Matt does have a 450 rev rate, which helps. Yeah, yeah, and he's a, a speed player as well. So again, exactly. Um, but but for most of us, it's probably going to be something we want to put away if we see a lot of friction and uh, and that sort of thing. Joey, I know another ball we've been seeing a lot of the pros throwing it now. The uh, 
Rotogrip Defiant, which we talked to Hank Boomershine about, which you want to go and take a take a more detailed listen, listen to our, our podcast we did with Hank a few weeks ago. And also, Joey, like you said, um, we'll go through just the nuts and bolts of, of the, the highlights, I guess you could say. If you want to get more in depth, check out the February edition of the Boulder Journal Magazine. But uh, moving on, the uh, all I hear is great things about the Rotogrip Defiant. What did you guys find out? Well, I'll tell you, it's got a brand new cover called Microbyte. Uh, designed to create uh, more surface profile or texture, kind of like the Nano line. Uh, but again, it's it's their own tweak to that cover. Uh, a brand new core that's designed to increase the, let's say, aggressiveness of the axis migration, which is kind of a fancy way of saying I think they wanted this core to create more down lane continuation. Uh, when it comes to hook, again, Plenty of hook, uh, just like we saw from the Hellraiser and, and the Nano line, but uh, uh, its own unique motion due to that core shape. Yeah, and watching a lot on extra frame, this is one of the balls that I, I really noticed that Jason Belmonte was able to uh, really, he really seems to like and throw a lot where he could stand, uh, stand left, and he had a lot of, uh, with his revs, he was able to create a really nice angle to the pocket and, and hit the break point really well with that ball, so... Um, Again, just seems like a really great ball, and, and Rotogrip seems to really keep coming out with them. And, and I'll tell you, Tim, a couple sleepers that are in the, the next issue, uh, you know, balls that don't have the biggest, let's say, name or following as maybe the first two we just named. Uh, Lane Masters has a ball called the High Standard 2.0, Pearl Particle Ball, a medium hook range, medium breakpoint shape. But an extremely usable ball, very durable cover, two-inch thick shell, so the ball is going to give you a lot of lot of life and use. And and this ball matched up on a lot of different patterns, even though it's a polished ball. I mean, it played well in oil, it played well on dry, uh, carried very very well from different angles. Just kind of a special piece in our opinion. And then Mulrich uh, expanding on his. Uh, destroyer line let's say with, with that paragon core uh, he has a new ball called the hooker and this ball is all about left turn on the back it's not the biggest hooker on the block but when this ball hits friction it's a very quick decisive strong move which uh, you know for bowlers who are playing inside lines don't have a lot of hand and, and they want to see a nice aggressive move on the back end without covering a lot of boards that that's what this ball is all about well so that looks like that sounds then like something that might be good once you hit a little little bit of carry down maybe uh if you're bowling city or bowling the later squads where you got some oil that's pushed down the lane that sounds like a ball that would really fit fit in a lot of people's arsenal oh and and i did say paragon core my mistake that that core is called the unique asymmetric core and, uh, again, the Paragon Core is found in the Defiant. And, Joey, one ball I do want to bring up is the 900 Global Train. Uh, watching the USBC Open, Missy Parkin was throwing that ball, and I just want to see if you can bring us up to speed on the 900 Global Train and what uh, what people can expect from that as she looked to be having some great success with that bowling ball. They are making some of the better cover stocks on the market. Uh, I mean, they hook. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're in that super cover range. But that Global 900 train, Tim, very, very strong in the mid lane with, uh, let's say, a moderately slow response off friction. So it's not going to duck hook on the back, but good for speed dominant players, good for bowlers that, that like to see 
a smooth motion down lane, but but a, a secure motion in the mid lane where you don't overshoot the mid lane and leave two tens. This ball picks up nice and strong in that say thirty five to forty five foot area of the lane, and very continuous on the back end. Very very good pin carry, and uh, you know like I say these covers from nine hundred global. Uh, even with smoother surfaces, they're pretty aggressive in oil. Uh, they have that new system they use called neat sanding system instead of Avalon pads. And, and it'll give you a more of a visual of polish without using it. You can still you know, get leg through the front, strong mid-lane hook, great continuation. But by not putting any polish on the cover, uh, you're, you're not contaminating the cover material in any way you're allowing that cover to be its full strength okay joey well again for all the the in-depth reviews check out the february edition of the bowlers journal international magazine uh joey also just want to hit on a, a receive this uh tweet uh, again, if you got a tweet for us, it's at Above180.com. Uh, Twitter is at Above180. Uh, it was uh, a person, and he said, how do I tackle a ridiculously wet, dry house pattern? And, Joey, I thought you'd be the perfect one to help out with that. We've had a couple people reply and just want to see your thoughts because uh, you're the ball guy. You're, you bowl on more patterns with all this testing that you do. So how do you really tackle, uh, in his words, a ridiculously wet, dry condition? Right, and, and wet dry patterns can get the better of uh, almost any style bowler. But you know the, the bowlers that tend to love wet dry are the let's say speed dominant straighter player because they can play in the dry, which allows them to have some hold when they miss left and still some hook when they miss right. Then you got the power player that can move deep in the pattern, use their high rev you know game let's say to create room and area and if they just feather it out to the dry it'll come back if they miss in the oil they got so many revs they'll carry but then there's the tweener Tim bowlers like you and I average rev rate average speed we can be at a disadvantage because if we play in the pattern we don't have quite enough hand if we play in the dry we have too much hand or not enough speed that's where that wet dry pattern can really get tricky so options are Use urethane, move in the dry, not worry about overhook, and that'll give us that little tug area left. Uh, the better option for most, or the more, let's say, viable option, is use a reactive resin ball with what's called surface. In other words, a, a 1,000 or 2,000 grit to give the ball some added traction if we do miss a little left of our target line, yet when it hits friction, it'll tend to respond slower than say a polished surface can in dry and kind of blend out that pattern a little bit. Now it would be remiss of me not to mention layout because certain layouts can help blend out the pattern as well and that would be an arcing layout. Uh, pin distances say between two and three inches can work really nice on wet dry because it, it's the opposite of a skid flip layout Tim. So it creates more of a smooth motion, which, which again, is what you want to try and see when they're real wet-dry. Exactly. You want the ball to, to, to just be real uh, weak off the dry, I guess you could say, or not, not make that left-hand turn a ball that's controllable right. for you. So. Right. Yeah, you're right. You don't want it overly weak, but you don't want it so sharp and, and sparky that you know, it makes the pattern play tricky. Exactly. And then I guess the other thing, if you're 
probably at a, a decent enough skill level or higher skill level, maybe take a little bit of your hand out and try to play in that that little bit of uh, dry area if you if you can do such a thing? Is that a, a option well, for some folks? Of course it's an option if you can maintain good pin carry. And, and I, I've tried that too. You take your wrist out of it and move a little right. And, you know, there's times it'll it'll keep you in the pocket. But when you use a weaker release sometimes, you know, the ball may not go through the pins quite right and you're going to leave some soft tens and, you know, then that theory sometimes doesn't work as well. Exactly. And you kind of have to figure out and, and figure out the scoring pace to see if this is just a, a night that you're just hoping to survive. Like if it's a league night and you're just hoping to survive and you might shoot your 620 where you do what, what you said, where you take your hand out and you know your carry's not great, but you're not going to be leaving big fours every other time, or if it's a tournament where you know the pace is higher and you're just going to need to strike, that probably is not going to be your best option. So that's where uh, reading what the other people on the other pairs around you are doing, what the people bowling next to you are doing as well, is going to be your best friend as well. Exactly. Uh, Joey, just before we before we end up here, I uh, want to remind folks, uh, check out BowlerX.com. Uh, free shipping and free insurance. Uh, lots of great stuff on their site. They redid their website, so it's looking really sharp. Uh, great equipment on there. Uh, take a look. They offer uh, everything from balls, bags, equipment, uh, bowling balls. Uh, sometimes, you know, your local shop may not offer because uh, they don't have the room or, or the inventory or, or overhead to carry every bowling ball that we talk about here from the uh, Bowler Journal reviews that Joey does. Uh, you know, so check them out because they they're able to handle everything. Um, and also, virtualtournaments.com. Uh, last week we we spoke to Scott and, and a great site for if you're looking for just a little bit of side action. It's not super expensive, not going to break the bank uh, in these tough economic times, but just a little tournament, just something you can do, uh, adds a little fun to your league night. Yeah, it's it's kind of unusual. You mentioned that Tim. I had I think four or five customers come in this week ask me about the virtual tournaments after listening to the broadcast, and uh, they got involved with it, and uh, they said it's 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 a hoot. It's it's an inexpensive way to bowl an extra tournament or two without even going to the tournament. Exactly. It's taking your league tournament, you, you know, your league scores, putting them into a tournament. Uh, Going to be doing some great things with uh, Scott and talking actually some of the people that win the tournament so that the bowlers that, you know, you know that, you know, when you're shooing up and you're paying your $16 or $18 or whatever you pay, you know that there's an actual person behind that wins these tournaments. And they're just like you are, just like me are. They bowl normal leagues. Uh, they have their ups. They have their downs and, and that sort of thing. Also, um, before we go, Joey, uh, end of this month, we're giving away a new Jet Altitude. All you have to do is like us on Facebook. Uh, so go to uh, like, you know, on, like us on Facebook, taking your bowling game to the next level. Uh, just going to randomly choose a winner and you're going to put you in touch with Chris out at Jet Bowling. Going to get a new uh, Jet Altitude. Which, uh, right. And, and even, even if you don't like us, you could click you like us and then win that ball. Exactly. Fake it that you like us. Lots of great Facebook discussions going on, too. Um, I know one of the things that I just posted, and um, we can go into this at a different time, Joey, but I posted um, when you walk into a bowling center and you see that person at the front counter, um, what is your initial reaction as to them? As they're, you know, when you walk in, they should be the face of that bowling center. And I uh, got some rather interesting comments to that on Facebook. Um, so if you want to get involved in that discussion, check us out. Um, and again, Twitter is at Above180.com. Uh, at Above180 is our Twitter handle, and we do some fun stuff on there as well and have some fun prizes on there as well. So make sure you follow us there. Um, but, Joey, been a great show. Oh, one last thing. Do you want to mention? Uh, this is uh, new and exciting too, as as we know, there's lots of side tournaments going on down at the uh, with the in conjunction with the USBC Open. Um, one of the things we're going to be doing, like we did last year with Rick Ramsey, 
is we're going to be doing a, a little update for everyone at, that bowls the uh, uh, bowls the bowling this month tournament, so the BTM and the one two three, and also going to be doing the same with the fine folks that run the Bowlers Journal tournament. So we're going to be doing some stuff that you're going to be able to uh, find out how you did. You know, you go down and bowl in March. Um, maybe you don't have time to always look on the website, see how you did, but you're going to be able to uh, listen to the podcast, just do a quick three to five minute update how people did and how the scores are, what scores uh, are looking like down there. Always fun side events to bowl. And then also new this year, Joey, uh, Jet Bowling is having a tournament down at the uh, the first annual Jet Mulligan Classic, which is going to be hosted by All-Star Lanes down in Baton Rouge, which uh, proud to say we're a, we're a part of that. And uh, just a, a great opportunity for everyone to, uh, to bowl another side tournament. As we know, when we go down to USBC, go down to the Open, we love to bowl extra tournaments because that's why we're there. We're there to bowl. Well, you're right. I mean, you're already there. You've got your equipment. You're in the money-making mood. Why not bowl and support these side events? And, I mean, somebody's going to win them. They have great prize funds. Uh, they're, they're run by great people. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's just good to, to support these side tournaments exactly it also it, it helps you if you maybe don't bowl a lot on on uh, sport patterns on a little bit tougher patterns you go to do some of these side events by the time you get to the usbc open you're going to be well equipped and well used to maybe got to uh, you know get get back used to having that that uh, little bit of an area being uh, shortened up or squeezed in a little bit you could say if you're used to only bowling on house patterns so i know uh, bowling on some of these makes uh, a lot of times frankly they're a little bit tougher than the usbc open so it's good to go to bowl some of these uh and then you go bowl the usbc open and uh, you're all set to go well you're right tim you can feel a little bit more comfortable let's say playing a different part of the lane or you might realize you, you need some surface adjustments to allow whatever balls you have with you to match up a little bit better. Well, exactly. And then uh, this year, again, it's going to be down in, down in Baton Rouge where it's probably going to be a little humid for some of the folks when they bowl. Uh, so you're going to be able to get that tape right in your hand and, and you know make sure your fit, fit is proper. Maybe throw a piece of tape in if you have to take a piece out. Uh, same thing whenever the tournament fits in Reno. You know, you got altitude issues. Um, here we're going to have the humidity issues. You would, you would venture to say if you bowl it later in April, May, and June – um, so just it's great to bowl these events. And like you said, you support the tournaments, you support these centers uh, because we all know bowling centers need support. You go down there, maybe have a sandwich, have a drink after you're done competing, uh, say hi to everyone. And, and they're always fun events to bowl. So, uh, Joey, this was fun. Speaking of fun, uh, time flies when you're having fun. Yes, it does. But uh, we're going to leave things at that, and uh, we'll be back next week. Great podcast coming up next week, folks. We don't usually like to promote what's coming up, but uh, considering we have Bill Hall joining us to discuss a lot of the fun and exciting things he's going to be a part of at the USBC Open, uh, maybe pick Bill's brain a little bit on, on coaching because he's one of the best coaches uh, in the world, frankly. Um, in fact, <laughs> lining it up was a rather challenging because when I, when we first put in the initial request, he was over in Hong Kong doing coaching. So uh, Billy is just a world traveler uh, of bowling and a great ambassador to our sport. So I look forward to having him on uh, next week. And uh, it's going to be a fun podcast, Joe. So Yeah, no doubt about it. He is definitely one of the top five, like you said, in the world, which is quite an accomplishment. All right, for Tim Berg, Joe Serrar, good luck and good bowling. Good bowling.